Gets in, another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first to Booker for the long range. Everybody to the Aussie Suns fans podcast. I am your host Gavin, and we are back here with everything happening. It's all happening. There's stuff going on everywhere, but we're here. We're with Hamo. Hamo, how are you going, brother? Pretty damn good, man. Pretty damn good. It's a beautiful Sunday morning, so uh, we've got plenty to talk about. Looking forward to it. Lovely, and of course, everyone's favourite piece of shit, Boyd. How are you, my friend? Oh mate, I'm uh, I'm going fucking great. I'm going great, mate. There's a lot of shit happening overnight. Wake up. I love waking up. It's like Christmas morning. You wake up. You you fucking flick on Twitter, and you just look at all these fucking sham woge bombs, um, gambo garbage, whatever it is he's putting out. But um, I fucking love it, man. Um, feeling good. Ready to talk, sons. Good to hear. Good to hear. There's plenty going on. Thanks to those that are already in the chat. Just as a heads up, we will be doing um, questions without notice later. So if you do have any questions that you want to throw up, um, please make sure you do throw them in the chat and we will come back to them later on. Boyd is, as per usual, freezing in and out um, and being a pain in the ass, just in general. But that's what he does uh, every single show. Let's get uh, let's get stuck in. Well, before we do, like, subscribe, do all that shit on YouTube. Um, make sure that we continue to get our name out there, um, and we appreciate everyone's support when we when you do so. Gents, it's that kind of week. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start by talking a little bit of the upcoming draft, or do we want to just get stuck straight into the news from today? <coughs> We don't have a lot of stake in this year's draft. Let's get stuck straight into the news today. Um, And we'll we'll touch on the draft later on. I'm sure that neither of you did anything. But this was tweeted today, this morning our time, very early hours of the morning, obviously, about 4 a.m. Washington in serious talks with two finalists, Miami and Phoenix, on a Bradley Beal trade. The Suns have emerged as a serious threat for Beal, who holds a no-trade clause. Off the back of that, we had a Chris Haynes tweet where Phoenix can offer a trade package of DeAndre Ayton and Landry Shamit to Washington for Beal, but it is believed a Chris Paul Shamit deal is what it would take if Beal chose to force his way to the Suns via his no-trade clause. Gents, feedback, um, thoughts, Initially, where do you sit on this, Boyd? Well, I'd like to hear Hamo first. I've just got a, a general thanks, Boyd. Just got a general question. The the no trade clause. So that means he can't be traded unless he approves it. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. He okay. has a full no trade clause. No worries at all, Boyd. Please go ahead, mate. Yeah, that's um, that's something that I know he can actually. Um, waive that no trade clause in a trade. Um, 
as in he's got it there, but when he comes to us, he can opt not to have that included. And ultimately that's what we'd like to see because I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared of this happening. I'm excited and I'm scared um, because it could go, it could go fucking perfectly well and we could be the best thing offensively we've ever seen in the NBA or it could be a fucking shit show and Kunz could he could get injured. He's been injury prone the last five years. Um, he could get injured. KD could get, you know, one of them old age injuries, bad hip or whatever the fuck. <laughs> you know, it could go fucking sour. And then we're in this position where we've got all this fucking salary um, tied up in these guys. And then I'm really scared. And one thing I'm really scared of with the new CBA kicking in is the freezing of assets. So if you maintain that second apron sort of territory, which is likely where we're going to be if we have three megastar type deals, call Bradley Bill megastar if if you will or, or or don't, but he's getting paid like one, right? So well, it's 150 mil with three players, right? It is, it is. So we're right there. And then look, and it's not. I don't think it's in the first year that the freezing of assets and the scary shit comes in. No, you have. I think it's in months. the second year. Mm. Yeah, yeah. In, in in the second year, they start doing that fucking nasty shit. So we could be like the few draft picks that we do have, we could have them regardless of where we finish, um, frozen and pushed into the arse end of the first round. Um, it's uh, it's fucking it's 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 scary shit for for, for a team that got that all scary. their eggs in one basket. But in saying that, it's not often that you've got a window like we have right now, and sometimes. At the end of the day, um, veteran minimum contracts, these are all professionals. You just have to be very selective and hope that you have enough clout within the playing group in the around the NBA that you get some good guys willing to come and play with this core of superstars. Um, so you look look, I'm excited. I'm really I'm really interested to hear what you guys think about the the fit, both offensively and defensively. And um and you know what other moves could come after this? How about? Ah man, everything you said's spot on, boy. It is scary territory. We don't want to be stuck with someone that may have a, a no trade clause kind of thing. Um, we do need that third piece. We do, and you know, reality setting in that Chris Paul might not be around, and it's it's a hard pill to swallow. But we're going to need someone that can bring at least, you know, 80% of what he did to the table. So, look, I, I, I'm for it. I'm for it. If, if that's what it takes, hopefully, you know, we've got one of the best medical teams in the NBA, trainers and, and medical staff. So, I mean, hopefully with a bit of prehab, he won't be as injury prone. But if we, there's other options, but it is looking closer and closer that Bradley Beal will be. And I put this up in the chat earlier. Um, Bradley Beal's agent, Mark Bartlestein, is the uh, father of the son's CEO, Josh Bartlestein. So chucks a little bit more credit to the rumors, <coughs> so to speak. So, yeah. Time will tell, won't it? Like always. 
before I give my opinion on this, I've got a question for both of you. So based off the, um, obviously, the Chris Haynes tweet, the I guess initially the discussion is going to be around whether it's Aiton and Shamit or by the looks of this, by the looks of what Chris Haynes is saying here, this is a salary dump is what the Wizards want to do. So that would be the only reason that they'd want Chris Paul ahead of DeAndre Ayton so they can bring Paul in and wave him. Um, what's, how do you guys see this? Do you prefer the Paul Shamit or do you prefer the Ayton Shamit angle? I definitely prefer the Paul Shamit. Um, you know, always loved what DA's potential is. Been very critical of him, but I've always loved what his potential is. And having someone like Frank Vogel come in and Isdale and the the defense and that kind of mindset that they were going through, we've always said who this person will unlock DA, this person. It may be the team that we've got now. I want to give DA one more year, just one more year. But Paul always seems to break down when it's playoff time, man. We, can, we can't have that. And he, he got asked if he wanted wants to be a head coach in the future. He says he wouldn't be up for that travel. Now, if he's not, it's, he's getting old, man. He's just, he's had enough. I don't, I don't unless he wants to re-sign with us for something like Snickers Bar or some shit. Paul Shamit, definitely. That's my preferred option. Boyd? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's for me it's Chris Paul and Shamit. Um, just because we just we've got so much. I think there's so much more potential for uh, DA to have trade uh, trade value elsewhere. And us, if we are looking at sign, uh, trading him eventually, there's uh, you know a bigger return there for DA. Um, and ultimately, yeah, I mean, Chris Paul. It's now it's now or never. Like. Do we do we do we want to loop back around and have his same conversation when he's 39, 40? I mean, you know, the 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 return for Chris Paul, it just it just dwindles the longer that we leave it. So it's it's really gotta be Chris now Paul. Now or never, isn't it? And and and, and we get and we get off of Shemit. Jesus Christ, we get off of Shemit for a year. No, I mean he's, yeah. he's 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 not that that's contract for, for, for Shemit is non-guaranteed after this season so it's not too again it's, not too it's, scary a, it's a it's salary dump right yeah yeah but is it um gavin well mm. actually gavin you go and have your little rant on the on the bradley bill okay. stuff um so look I, i'm with you guys i think if we, if the deal's going to get done it should be the chris paul landry shamet thing and again, I'm going to go off the back of exactly what you said, Boyd. I, I still think that both Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton get traded, particularly if this happens, um, because the pieces that we need to put around those three would be done via a DeAndre Ayton deal. We're not going to do it with just veteran minimum contra- contracts. We need to go out and get something else. So I could I could certainly see that a, an additional DeAndre Ayton type trade would happen. Um. John, fucking always coming in here causing trouble, you are. Um, my opinion is I don't like the deal. Um, we're 
already trading. We'd be getting rid of the Chris Paul contract, which is great, but we're bringing in a contract that really ties our hands. Um, the the biggest thing that everybody spoke about last year was the lack of depth that we had around Booker and KD. This isn't going to fix that. It's just going to give us another player who can hit some mid-range jumpers. And um, he's certainly a better three-point shooter. And he's going to be able to provide assistance in spreading the floor. But he has his own injury concerns um, along with KD, Book. And Hammer, you mentioned the injuries before. Look, anyone can break down at any time. Course, during the man. season. So we've just got to look at it as the fact that he may come in and be healthy and be okay. But for me, it's just a massive amount of money to swallow um, for a significant amount of time. If it works, I'd be stoked. I'd be absolutely rapt to see if it worked. Um, because the fact of the matter is, as Suns fans and all of our friends over there in Phoenix and in the US who follow the Suns, we're just at this point now where we just want a title, right? So give me, if Bill comes in one year of a healthy Bill, healthy KD, healthy everything else, um, and we win a title or two, fantastic, then it's well worth the trade. Um, but as Boyd said, there's a risk now of assets being frozen. There's there's just so much risk. Can you mute one of those, Boyd? Um, there's so much risk in what could potentially be a significant contract deal. So, me personally, I'm kind of against it. I, I'm I'm not a yeah, I'm not a big fan of what where this deal sits and where it lies and what comes in. I I just think we can get a lot better mid range type pieces to put around Book and KD that will give us the depth similar to what the Nuggets have. Um, by utilising Chris Paul uh, and DeAndre Aiden in trades. So, Boyd, the question is, which fucking camera do you want to use? Sorry? Am I freezing up on... on uh, hang on, hang on. Yeah, you're freezing up on your laptop. Yes, you are. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. This is great podcasting right here. Boyd, unmute yourself. Hurry up. Get yourself settled. Um, any comments from either of you on, on that? Do you, Any rebuttals that you'd like to make? No, no it, it made, makes sense. Boyd's just basically ruined the entire fucking segment here. Um, so yeah, that, that's my opinion, but look, I get that Suns fans would be more than happy to have Beal on board. The guy's got talent. There's no doubt about it. Um, if he comes in, we see a return to point. Well, we'd probably see a full-time point book, um, with a mixture of book Beal and Durant bringing the ball up the court and us now playing without a traditional point guard. So, yeah. So, guys, guys, are you, are you receiving my transmission okay right now? Can hear the birds in the background, mate. It's beautiful. Yes, boy, we can. We can. Awesome. That's good. So we've hey, got, um, we've got you. So, we have um, 
Um, defensive issues incoming with Beal. We all know that. The offensive output should offset that, you would think. Um, do we see a lot of fucking ISO? Yes, I think we do. Um, I think it could look better. This would look a lot better if it's Bradley Beal at the two-guard spot and Devin Booker as that point book you were talking about before, Gav. Um, only because I've seen, um, well, this season just gone, Booker being able to turn on that um, path first, that really, um, that real good attribute of making his teammates better and finding them in their spots, and he did it. He did it with some, um, you know, some pretty, pretty regular um, role players. You, you might say so. I think, I think Book's ready to take that, take that point book full time now man people always go on about it's a big toll on his body but when you've got three three offensive contributors like we have in Durant Beal and Booker that'll be shared up a bit so I don't think that toll on his body is going to be as um blown up as what people think I don't think he's going I think it's going to be an easier ride for him with his his complementing um superstars so Point Booker, come at me. That's how I see it. That's how I see it working. And um, yeah, I don't know. How do you see the three the three player tandem of Booker, Beale, and Durant, Gav? Oh, look. I think um, let's be honest. If they're all healthy and they're all playing well, it's it's a it's a three headed monster um, from an offensive standpoint. And I think if you look at Bradley Beal um, as the as the main man on the team in Washington, he was a really, let's, let's say, mid-level superstar as the main man. As a number two option in Washington, he was elite um, and, and absolutely dominated. So could you imagine what the guy could do as a three option? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I like as well. Um, it, him, him having um, him, he played some of his best basketball alongside John Wall um, when John Wall was at his peak and uninjured, and doing all of his, um, you know, he was he was racking up fifty, you know, ten to fifteen assists a game, and Bradley Beal was, um, you know, the main you know uh, beneficiary from that. So I think I think he could work similar to that in this group, but it's just. It's just I don't know. I don't know. Has he has he been that that one A option for too long? Can he can he readjust back to what he used to be with John Moore? I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a, one of the scary things about it. Absolutely agree. Um, last oh, well, I guess I think we've covered off Bradley Beal enough at the moment. Um, yeah. The other the other rumors, uh, one of the hottest rumors flying around at the moment is that Draymond Green is going to opt out of his player option with the Golden State Warriors, and there's quite a bit of talk, including our main man Kendrick Perkins, um, who is never fucking right, saying that his prediction of the off season is that Draymond ends up as a Phoenix Sun. Um, how do you see that working? Hamo, you can go first this time. Oh, dude, I don't know. I just don't know. If he shows up and he's going to be the defensive person that we we have seen in the past, great. I just don't want the shit that comes with him, man. 
You know what I mean? Like he's just he's just tall. He can be a real fucking tall man. But he's expensive too, isn't he? He will be. It'll yeah. be a decent size <clears throat> contract. I um yeah. I don't know. So Draymond Green is a cock. He's a fucking cock. But he's exactly the, the prototypical um tough guy that we need. He's 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 got that. We need. Sort of, we do need a dog. He's got that kind of cunt and mongrel in him that um, we want. D, we want DA to have that. If he could fucking harness that, it'd be perfect. But yeah, look, um, if he opts out of that of that final year, Gav, um, we need to somehow maneuver ourselves to a position that we have um, an MLE, the twelve million um, MLE, the taxpayer. The full taxpayer M- MLE, is he willing to take that? Because we're not going to be able to sign him on anything larger into um, cap space because that's us moving on one of our megastars. Um, now, so it, I don't think it happens that way unless he's just at a point where he just really wants to do that. Um, the only way that I really see that, see it working is if he opts in and we trade. Yeah, I and I I'm not sure how the sign and trade type thing works. Well, that um, immediately um, um, fucks us in the fact that yeah, we become it was, yeah. hard capped. So we don't we want to sort of not do that at this stage. Wait till we've probably filled out everything that we want to fill out first, and we're pretty set on what we have as a roster moving forward. And then you might want it. You know, you, you still don't want to, but then you might be more comfortable with becoming hard capped. But yeah, so a sign and trade will immediately do that to us. Um, but if we we can avoid that by um, maybe moving on it on from a CP3 first and getting into that range where we have the full um, TPMLE, and then um, and then doing a um, yeah, trading. It's got to involve Chris Paul as well there, I think. And I think that he he would go okay with um, um, Steph Curry in Golden State. So what, so. If, what if it was – what if we did the uh, Chris Paul to Washington and bought uh, Bradley Beal in and then traded Aiton for Draymond? Ooh, that would be – so Chris Paul and Shemit for Bradley Beal. And then DA for Draymond. Yeah. Yeah. If that all works, if mm. that all works money wise. Uh, just to, look, look, it depends it, on it, the it, depends on the Draymond contract, right? And I'm again, I'm not a I'm I'm no expert in the sign and trade mechanism and how that works and all that sort of stuff. But it was just something I thought of and went, hey, what about well, look, I suppose... DA would be the, nice in Golden State. I think they'd be you, happy with that. If you make the Brad Beal transaction first, which doesn't hard cap us, then you can... Yeah, well, I think then you can do some sort of a sign and trade with Draymond Green if if you're then happy with Vet Mins to round out the rest of the roster. So you lose all your other exceptions, your, your biannual, your fucking... Any yeah, other? We'd have none of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you don't get any other little gadgets moving on from that. But you've got Bradley Beal and 
Draymond Green. I think I think the Warriors would like DA. Um, oh, I don't know. But do you want to do you want to tie yourself? What does Draymond Green want? Like at this stage, he's 30, 34, 35 he's year old. Currently on twenty seven and a half. So I'm not sure what the max. He's going to want be. at least DA type money. If he's wanting the max, like uh, like Brad Beal type 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 numbers. You tell him to fuck off and go break I know, down. He, uh, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't qualify for that, would he? Leaves us with the center as well. I think. I think. I think he's been in the NBA long enough that he's got that. Um, you know, the um, dependent on years. You're actually you. You qualify for a higher pay grade. I think he's been in the league long enough to get some of that big money. So it's well up into the thirties that he's that he's eligible to get. It's just if it gets to the. If it gets too too far past what uh, um, um, DA is already getting for for uh, multiple years, I'm very sheepish on Draymond Green. But if it's only a short, you know, maybe a, a two or three year contract at around about what DA is on, I'm I'm a bit happier with that. But yeah, no, it's really fucking like like I said, we're we're in scary territory with um with what the cap um <laughs> cap is going to be able to do to us. Building our roster in the future, you know, so it's it's um it's fucking hard to say, but that would look really cool, Gav. Brad Bradley, Bill, Devin Booker, fucking Kevin Durant, Draymond, and Draymond, and then we just find a free agent center. At that point, or a cheap one. I'm just oh god, I'm just wondering, could you? And I think there's rules that say you can't do this. Could you? I want Brooke, I want Brooke Lopez, but he's he's not taking anything no chance, under. Though. He's not taking any. I think you can get him on in the right situation. I think you can get him for that twelve million, um, MLE. But yeah, yeah, he's going to be out. He's and still he's only still only like a you'd only sign him for a couple of years, um, just because of his body and the way that it's been breaking down. Uh, but yeah, look, it's it's interesting, man. It's interesting. Certainly plenty going on. Um, another name that is seems to have, over the last three seasons, been floated with us a hell of a lot, which would be tied to the Wizards trade, obviously, is Kyle Kuzma. What's your thoughts there, Hamo? Oh, man, we've, like you said, we've talked about this for a long, long time. Um, it really depends on what we're giving out. I don't know how much more he brings to the table than what we have. Um, I, I'm right on the fence with this one, man. I really am. I can't. I can't fall either side. It's it's one of them things you just have to wait. Like you, you'd have to see it to know if it was worth value. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I don't know about Coos, man. Plus the whole Jenna thing as well. Is that going to be a problem? No, I wouldn't have thought so. What What about you, Boyd? Kuzma, as long as he leaves his fucking wardrobe in Washington, um, he can fucking keep all that shit over there. Hey, um, I'm warming more. I'm warming up more to Kyle Kuzma in my um, <laughs> older years, and it's. Uh, I've seen the relationship that he's got with um, Booker off the court, and I just feel like it, it's destined to be something that. Could work and would work. Um, I don't think we've seen the best 
overall version of Cole, Cole Kuzma. I think that um, I think the guys in the Sunshine were talking about it this morning, um, where they think that he can really put it together in the right situation. I'm pretty sure it was them, unless it was an, another pot I was listening to. But yeah, look, I, I I think that it could definitely work here. And again, he's going to he's not going to have you know anywhere near the pressure that he's had in previous situations. Is um and he'll he'll be set up to succeed a lot better in Phoenix. Um, but the problem is, is that ultimately he'd have to opt into that deal, and he'd be happy. You know, he's already opted he, out. I'm pretty sure. He's already opted out, has he? Yeah, I believe so. He's going to get more oh, than thirty. Makes things interesting, isn't it? It's, well, a, it's another one of those sign and trade things. If it uh, there's there's the again, can you include an additional sign and trade within an existing deal? I think you can. I think you can. Yeah. So I mean, you there's, could do there's that, the potential but... there that it's there's there's the potential there that um, that he could. And, John saying he has not opted out yet. Um, there's the potential there that he could. Uh, we could look at Aiton and Paul going into Washington, and that brings back a Kuzma and a Beal. Yeah, yeah, okay. In that case, yeah, I'd fucking do it. I'd do it. I'd like some fucking draft compensation coming back though. Given that we, we're taking we, on all that salary and we're giving them a, a future cornerstone in Aiton. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'd like I'd like a bit more, but I don't want to get hard capped over fucking um, Kuzma. So I, I'd want him to opt in and take that last year. I think it's what thirteen million. I think Voida was yeah, talking about million. it. Yeah, yeah. I'd like I'd like him to take take that hit because he can get he can get more than that out on the market. He can get um, he can go and get twenty to twenty five elsewhere in the open market. But if he really wants to play and win a chip. Um, I'd like him to opt in so as it doesn't um, hard cap us and fuck us in the ass moving forward. Um, the uh, there's the others other options, and if we we put aside the Bradley Beal stuff, um, the other options that are out there is obviously dealing with these teams that are trying to get themselves out of cap issues. One of those being the Atlanta Hawks. Now there is um there's obviously been a lot of discussion about John Collins. We've spoken about it enough. Um, but the rumors are still there. The interesting one is that there is I, I read a tweet last week. I didn't snip it and I should have, but the there is talk that DeJounte Murray is available for the right deal with the Atlanta Hawks. Um <laughs> What would your thoughts be around a DeJounte Murray deal? And I, I believe it would be a similar setup to um, to the Washington thing where basically the Hawks will look to bring salary into dump. Man, DeJounte Murray um, just missed me with all the John Collins stuff for right now. Um, if we're absolutely desperate, I can get with it eventually. I just don't want John fucking Collins. Um, on on his type of money, but now that Dejounte Murray is being talked about, if there is a if there's a roadmap to using you know one of their main two um, contracts we have in DA or um, um, Chris Paul, I fucking do it. I don't blink twice. Dejounte Murray is a perfect complementary um, two way 
um, lengthy, long guard that are just really, really working well with what we have right now. Um, yeah, I um, I would, I would do that for sure. And, and and if you can get me some Capella action in there as well, if you're doing CP3 um, and DA for, say, Capella and DeJounte, um, that'd be unreal. But then again, that sort of takes away from the cap saving um, that Atlanta wants to do. So it's probably not going to happen. But um, I don't know. What's uh, what's the uh, Murray on at the moment? Is he he's on about twenty? He's on low 18, 18 and uh, one year left. Eighteen and one year. So well, actually, they could they'd probably have to move both him and uh, like the twenty mil that Capella's on. Whatever Capella's on, I think he's on the, around that as well. So they could probably move both of them in a CP3 deal. Um, but would they do it? I mean, the amount of talent coming back to us far outweighs what CP3 does, regardless of the cap savings that they're going to get by waving and stretching CP3. So, oh, but John Collins dunks. Fuck, Coda. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be a DA stroker. We're good with layups, bro. <laughs> um, Ammo, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, obviously we got a list of people that we're going to be looking at today and in the future. My main concerns are just where does that leave our centre position? We can add all the wings, we can add all these other pieces, but clearly by, um, yeah, you're only as good as your last match kind of thing, the team we have to beat is the Denver Nuggets, so we're going to need a strong centre, a very, very strong centre. So, I mean, a lot of these names that we've got here, I, I don't know, man. We, we give away DA, who has the potential. We, we need to be focused, in my opinion, closer on the, the centre kind of role and position. Just we need to keep that in the back of our minds when we're giving away our trade pieces. So, so, you, wouldn't, so you wouldn't be all for getting... DeJounte, if it meant giving up DA, is that is that what you're saying? I'm, I need I need to know that there's something going to happen at our centre position before I commit to any other kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because if we give up DA, we get DeJounte, you know, wing guy, great three and D kind of person player. Well, in in this but, in this, if it was just a straight up um, CP3 for DeJounte. And it was just a simply uh, uh, well, a wave of stretch. Anyway, numbers wise. Yeah, it wouldn't. All, yeah. all I'm saying is I'm hesitant to let go of DA without knowing what we're going to replace him with. That's all. And that's yeah, sure. That, well, that's 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 fair. But I, as far as I'm concerned, um, if we we can. If we can get a Brook Lopez on an MLE, and I still think that's doable, Gav, regardless. I know you're going to say, oh, it doesn't fucking happen. But if 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 the move that we make gets us back into that bracket to having that exception, that 12 million exception, I think you can address the centre position with that. I really do. And in, and in that um, previous move, if that's getting you back a DeJounte Murray, it's fucking, it's um, worry yeah. about the fucking centre later. I'm 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 happy to throw fucking um um you know any one of the veteran bigs that are out there fucking at at 
the fucking Joker. What we've just seen the Joker. It doesn't matter who you fucking throw it in. One of the best defensive centers, Bam Adebayo. Doesn't fucking matter. He still gets his regardless. It's more about. Oh, yeah, you're not. Up. You're not stopping. Joker. Yeah, it's not stopping. Yeah. You need to put up a fight. Yeah, no. Yeah, we'll I, let him. Yeah, anyone just, can put up just, a fight. Just, just let him get get his, and make sure that you have the surrounding pieces to um to do a number on the, on the on his um you know the guys who are out, out there dropping the Jamal Murray's um um you know the Michael Porter Juniors, the Bruce Browns. If you can if you can shut up the rest of that um, Nuggets team, um, Jokic, Jokic is going to get his regardless. So that's why I think I don't think it's too I don't think that we need that big. Um, um, quite as much as you do, Hamo, that superstar big, but but yeah, yeah, I can see why. I think um, the ch- the challenge with the Dejounte Murray thing is his contract, right? Is his contracts a really really difficult trade for us? At eighteen million, it basically takes out, and same with Capella, he's only at twenty million. Trading those two for Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, great, let's do it, but the numbers just don't match up. No, Where no. and. And, and effectively, there's only one way a DeJounte Murray to the Phoenix Suns thing happens from my perspective, and that's if a third team's involved because the Atlanta Hawks just gave up a shitload of first-round picks for DeJounte Murray, and they're not trading him out without that compensation in return. Yeah, true. Now, they, they will certainly trade him out so they can get a salary to dump. So there's the potential there that somebody is willing to take a DeAndre Ayton on board um, maybe a Indiana who would be more than happy to ship off a couple of first rounders that we can include in a trade for DeJounte Murray. But realistically, that's the only way it's happening because effectively they can trade us Murray and Capella for Chris Paul. Yeah. It just doesn't um, make or Chris Paul and Landry Shamit. So it's yeah, it's kind of it just doesn't line up. I, I think that's a really, really tough trade from a contract perspective for us to try and make. Yeah. Um, unless Atlanta was miles under the cap, then um, that'd be much easier. But do we really need to make it work for the other team? Can't we just do what we want and just fucking just tell them to be happy with it? Yeah, I th- look, I think we can turn we can turn on force trades. In, oh, we can. Um, in 2K, yeah, so we, I think we can do that. And as John said before, but Voida in the chat, thanks for joining us, mate. As he said in the chat before, um, Matt Ishby has already turned on four straights in 2K. So it's it seems to be happening that way at the moment. Our next one we're going to talk about, and um, again, Darth Void has just brought it up, CP3 for Malcolm Brogdon. That rumour continues to fly around. I think we've spoken about it a couple of times, though. Um, everyone's pretty happy with that, right? Yeah, done. Yeah. Um, I think in that situation, that's probably the only team that wouldn't look to waive Chris Paul in that trade because I think Chris Paul's the the piece that Boston actually need. And that's um and, and again, then we go back to the whole um how much how much say does Chris get in where he ends up? How much love has he got from the Suns franchise? Um, because he doesn't want to play in Boston. Mm. No, he doesn't. He wants to be on the West Coast. He wants to be close to his family. It's about proximity. It's it, yeah. it. It will be like that in the latter points of his career. So, yeah, it's nice to think about, but it just doesn't happen unless there's a, some sort of agreement that he's going to get. 
the old uh, um, wave or wave and stretch. Yeah, so I agree. Mm. I agree, and um, I, I think it's more likely that we see Aiton end up in Boston for a Brogdon and maybe a Robert Williams. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think that's probably more likely. He'd hate that cold too. <laughs> um, let's look at some pieces around the edges. Oh, well... One more before we do uh, another point guard, one that's been spoken about plenty, is Terry Rozier from um, the Charlotte Hornets, particularly if Charlotte decides to roll out a Scoot Henderson at number two. I don't like him. I just don't. I don't know what it is. I just I can't trust him to do what he needs to do on the court. I don't know if it's worth the risk. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'd I'd take him, but I don't want to. I don't. I wouldn't want to be moving a, a DA in this type of deal. I'd be. Uh, I'd be looking more at. Um, possibly a, um, a. Well, yeah, just more of our fucking pieces. You're looking at campaign Shamit, CP3 maybe. Um, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to move mountains to get uh, Terry Rozier. It'll be that that'll be an interesting one. Um, I'm I'm with you, Hamo. I'm not a huge fan of Terry Rozier. Never have been. Um, I didn't want us to sign him in free agency back when that was all the talk. I'm not huge on this. I I actually think that Charlotte will uh, it, Charlotte will trade two. I think, and I think they'll trade it to the Pelicans. Um, and I think that Zion will end up in Charlotte. Or Brendan Ingram. Uh, no, that's basically all nah, the news that's coming out. Windhorst said today that Zion basically has zero relationship with the organisation or his teammates at the moment. I think it's almost inevitable that Zion gets traded. We've all read about his uh, yeah. relationships. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I saw something from the other side saying that... Um, um, the Hornets would be interested more so in Ingram over Zion. How much that wouldn't that? surprise me. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me at all. But they but, um, they, they might be doing the whole talk down the if value you're putting, of the piece that they really want. Yeah, that's right. And, and if you're putting you're putting Zion Williamson next to Labello Ball, if Zion could stay on the floor, that's a hell of a fucking duo. Um, yeah, that's that's and, a question, isn't it? If he can stay on the floor. Yeah, that's right. And. Look, if uh, the Pels, I know, well, the Pels are looking for a point guard, right? So they'd be more than happy to move Zion for Scoot Henderson and bring Scoot in so that CJ can play off ball. So yeah. that, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, looking at some pieces more around the edges, uh, Royce O'Neill from the Brooklyn Nets. Little bit of talk around the Suns and um, the potential of p- p- pursuing a Royce O'Neill. Boyd? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, what is he? Is he um is he signed? Is he got another year left on that? Was it five point nine million or six about yeah, six million? Nine nine point five he's on. Nine point five million. Yeah, with one year left on nine point five. Oh, you do that. I mean, are we getting rid of Shemit to do that? I think that's sort of where the deal sits, but it's gonna end up with um with draft picks as well, right? Yeah, man, I'd um I'd trade Shamit out for Royce O'Neill. He's a he's a 
a sizey um, wing, um, you know, three and D guy. I like him. He hasn't had that much burn um, with Brooklyn, uh, but yeah, no, I'd fucking do that. I'd do that. How many picks are you talking about? Our um, one of our our second rounders, <laughs> yeah, or a pick swap. Uh, fuck, I don't know. But yeah, no, look, um, yeah, I'd get with uh, Royce O'Neill over Shamit for sure. Or we can yeah. trade Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Royce O'Neill, and four, four, four first round picks to the Suns for Kevin Durant. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Look at you, boy, actually thinking about getting rid of KD. Fuck, hell, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> the other the other Brooklyn net that's interesting, but it'll be more around that vet minimum type contract, free agency rather than trade, but a bit of talk around it, so I wanted to bring it up, is Utah Wantanabe. Um, yeah, talk obviously is, played comes. with KD. Yeah, he, he, he comes as a as a a vet men signing from what I read. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Oh, and pursuing look, him as a free agent. Yeah. I'd see him as a, as a, a complimentary move to the bigger one that we do with our, with our star trade pieces. Um, but yeah, look, yeah, it doesn't really move the needle, but I don't think he'd be a, a massive detriment to, um, to what we do. He's a, he's a, what is he about? Six, six, nine, six, ten. Um, uh, not quite that short. I think he's a little bit short. Yeah, six eight. Six, but he's eight. a he's a bit of a he can be a bit of a flamethrower from three. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'd um yeah again, um if he's coming on the minimum, I don't want to again. I don't want to um uh, put any of our exceptions in, into a guy like that. But um, but yeah, no, I'd take him for sure. Hey mate. Yeah, I like it. I do. Um. Yeah, we're, we're, we're lacking in bigger guys that can actually use the ball. So, oh, KD, yes, he's a giant, but, I mean, bigger, as in size. Um, yeah, no, I'm all for it. I actually do like it. Really do. Yeah, I like Utah as well. I think he'd be a nice fit in Phoenix coming off the bench and uh, as a bit of a bit of a flamethrower here or there. Um, so he'd be a good one to pursue. Lastly, prying Bruce Brown out of Denver, maybe with an MLE. Um, he's he's certainly going to be a free agent. He's going to command some money after his performance this year. What are your thoughts on prying Bruce Brown out and uh, going after him with that MLE? If we can manufacture the MLE, of course, Boyd. Yeah, look, he's a player that I would. I think he's. Um, I think he's. I think there's a there's a, a, a there's more to him in um um to come. What is he? Twenty four. He's about twenty four year, year old. So I think he's got a couple of years to still find himself and improve his game um, before he, he hits his prime. I just uh, did you hear Mike Mike Malone going off at the fucking uh, at the parade <laughs> saying he's not fucking going nowhere. Twenty six. Um, he's a, a flog. Yeah. I think um, Mike Malone's I, Mike Malone's been strutting around like, and look, he's got the right to strut around like a fucking tool bag. But dude, you're the fucking coach of that team. You're making yourself out to be a bit of a fool at the moment. I fucking loved that speech that he had on that parade. <laughs> I love the way he sounds. He's fucking rugged. He's husky. He's uh, yeah, he's he not. He yells for fucking an hour and a half every night. 
Yeah, no, I fucking I don't like I don't mind Mike Malone. I think he's a he's a player's coach, and he's fucking the fact that he's um saying all that shit about Bruce Brown when every other talking head has been saying that he's definitely leaving, but he's um you know he's doubling down and wanting to run it back. I like it. I like it, and I think that I think that Bruce Brown, you know, that there's a chance that he stays um, to be a part of that group. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I'd take him. I think the there's, a, I think, I think it's a Bobby Porter situation, right? Where uh, there's a, um, there's a, a certain, there's certainly a high chance that he probably takes a little bit less money and stays in Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, look, I, um, I'd take him if we could get him for sure, Gav. Hey, mate. Yeah, definitely. I mean, with championships. Um, under your belt, there's a, there's, I would assume, I don't play professional sports in case anyone was curious, there's a bit of weight off your shoulder. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you, you, you've got your chip. You, you've been the best. Now it's more, to me, it'd be more about enjoying it. So if he feels that he would enjoy playing in Phoenix, I'd be more than willing to give him a shot. Hell yeah. Um, the, the, the championship mindset and pedigree that comes with these players that you know we we've only got what top of my head we've only got one person that's won a chip with us don't we playing for us right now kd yeah so the 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 more experience and the more um composure that comes with being an nba champion and and reaching that that upper echelon yeah man all for it 100 percent as long as we don't lose too much, I'll be I'll be happy for it. Yeah, definitely. He's a go. That's about it. Unless you guys have heard anything else, anyone else that you want to bring up to talk about quickly now? No, that, that I haven't really heard much else other than other than what you've been saying so far. So yeah, I think we're good. So the last thing I sort of want to throw in here. Uh, well, a couple of things as, as we round back to Bradley Beal because we didn't show this before. But Gambo's come out and said he doesn't believe that Miami is interested in Beal, um, even though that's what's been reported, which is interesting because uh, Miami was the other team in the KD trade, if you remember. Um, so potentially they, they're just, uh, I don't know, fucking the spider, uh, getting, getting themselves involved. Um, this tweet here I've just read. Reports say that the Phoenix Suns are interested in acquiring Bradley Beal from the Wizards, something he would have to agree on since he has no trade clause in his contract. The question is, can the Suns win with Beal and Booker on the same roster? The answer is no, says an NBA scout. That say, It looks like the same scout has said Beal is an upgrade from Booker. I don't know how Bill is an upgrade from Booker in any way, shape, or form. And the and the question is: Are the Suns willing to flip him to Boston in exchange for Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, which would improve the Suns tremendously? So John obviously <laughs> wrote this here: Could Phoenix acquire Bill, ensure he has no trade clause, then flip him? Give me Jalen Brown. Clearly, somebody else is, uh, thinks that that is possible, John. Yes, Boyd. Um, that scout, he must work for the fucking Kings or something. Them cunts have struggled <laughs> scouting for a long fucking time. Now, <laughs> no fucking way 
is Beal an upgrade over Booker? You fucking <laughs> mate, are you fucking kidding me? And um and 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 also um to then con- consequently get to the uh, point where you you think Boston is going to trade Jalen Brown? Um, they they don't want to you know put big money into Jalen Brown. I'd take Jalen Brown over Bradley Beal fucking nine times out of ten. It's fucking absolutely insane that Boston would take Bradley Beal for fucking Jalen Brown. Why wouldn't they just go and do that now? Why would they need us to fucking um, um, shimmy on from it? Fuck. Yeah, that's, know, that's these cunts. These cunts have look. I I spent a little time on the trade machine, and it sends you fucking crazy. After a little while, you get um, stuck in your own little fucking world. This guy's fucking. He's gone down that rabbit hole too far, and he's smoking his own ground, isn't he? <laughs> he's he's believing shit he should not be believing. That's fucking. That's that's fucking. That's out there. <laughs> on them OGs. Yeah. Um. How about Jordan Poole? Nope. Why is that a no, boy? Just curious. He got fucking. He got for stars. He got punked by Draymond Green. He got fucking. He got. He got snotted, and he just fucking took it, and he he fucking he got paid about it, I guess. But he's a fucking. He's. I just. He's just. He's Soft. far too streaky. He's far too streaky. Um, and you know what? Like these. That's with all the spacing and all the um and the way that Golden State play. It's sort of. It's made him look good in patches. And it's got him to a point where he's got that fucking contract. But I just don't think. I think it'd be a similar. I just get like, um, you remember, was it Gerald, Gerald Green? Um, who's that fucking ex-Suns player who's streaky as fuck? But could just Gerald Green. It up. Missing a finger. Throw the backboard, dunk his own shit. Yeah, Gerald Green. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Now, I loved him. Um, and I get he would, Jordan He Poole's, was good, man. Jordan Poole's um, um, better than him, but I just get them vibes. As in, he's he he has had games where he has absolutely destroyed um, games for the Warriors, and I've just seen him doing it for us as well. He's just far too confident for what he what he can do on the court, and I just don't think he fits where where we are at. Um, no Cody, Cody kids, Cody kids, right? That what you just last explained, Boyd. That could be anyone who. That played for the Suns, someone who comes in as streaky as shit. Um, <laughs> Hamo, this is why I agree with Darth Voider. This is why I don't want Jordan Paul. He is overrated, he is overpaid, and he is one dimensional. I don't rate Jordan Paul in any way, shape, or form. He can have a streaky game, yes, absolutely. But he'd be, I, I, personally, I just think he'd be a, a horrible fit in Phoenix. Horrible. Can't argue, but yeah, can't argue at all. Um, so that is pretty much it there. But before we do move on, I asked the lads here to give me one trade machine idea they wanted. Um, so I'm going to put these up, just talk through why you believe this should happen, um, and we'll move, we'll, we'll discuss these. But yeah, first one, Hamo Lamelo Ball for Landry Shamit. Why do you want this to happen? Why do you think this could in any way, shape, or form fucking happen? The thing said successful. That's why I said it could happen. No, like... Hey, no, hang on, hang on. Gavin, Hamo? Yeah. 
I can uh, confirm that it does say this trade is successful in green at the top of that screen. Uh-huh. So I we've think, turned, think, we've, we've once again the... turned on we've turned we've turned on uh, four trades. Yep, we have. <laughs> but... Man, he's young. He's explosive. You, you're not going to make a fucking case for it now, are you, mate? I'm, I fucking sincerely hope not. He's young. He's explosive. <laughs> you okay. are. I actually don't. I used to hate the balls, man. I really did. Like, but fuck me, dude. It, there's you, you think that Landry Shamit has as much value as fucking Lamelo Ball? I think Lamelo Ball's got more. Oh no, shit! Yeah, if it says successful, successful. What well, the that fuck must not? mean? It's, that must mean that it's um it's on its way to the NBA office. Um, to, uh, to, be vetoed. to be yeah. to be processed. Yeah, fucking. Have you have you tapped into the um to the transactions uh, platform for the NBA? I, I do not know how to hack computers. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why the fuck not, man? If it says successful, it's successful. Why the do fuck it. not? Because the <laughs> ball is forty-two times the player of fucking Landry Shamit. The Charlotte right. Hornets are not doing that deal. Well, you you put. Hang on, Boy, hang on, hang on. You got Jordan. Jordan selling the team too, apparently. Right? He's selling his stake in the team. Uh, maybe he could be a little bit disenchanted with that. Maybe. You know, maybe, he wants, maybe he wants to come play at a team that you know is going to stick him by him. I think I'd have a better um, um, <laughs> a better shot at explaining um, cap and um, and player value to my eleven year old boy Logan, who knows fuck all about anything, than um, than you right now. If you believe <coughs> that trade could ever happen in this fucking cosmos. <laughs> There's two players that young kids love right now. Okay, it's Ja Morant and Lamelo Ball. Hey, I know, I know, I know. We get all that, but how can that trade? It said successful. In what universe is Charlotte accepting that trade? Uh, If I was Charlotte, I'd take it. Boyd, here's your trade. Talk us through it. Well, you, I can't see it on the screen. I don't remember what I fucking threw together. So you want to talk You've through You've got it? Ken Birch, Doug McDermott, Devontae Graham, Keldon Johnson. I... 2023 20, round two. 2023 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, round two. 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, Nice. Okay, so I'm I'm assuming this is a depth trade, right? This is a depth trade. It's very lackluster. What it does though is it look, it hasn't got the star type appeal, but what it does is it keeps an eye on the future. So look, I fucked up and I actually misclicked that second round pick, that second one. And I actually wanted to make that a 2024 first round pick. Um Yeah, it would have been it would have made a lot more sense if it was a first rounder. Yeah, yeah. So one of them second rounders we're getting is actually a 24 uh, first round. So ultimately what I'm doing here is I'm getting off of salary. I'm getting off of a lot of headaches um, in, in, in what Phoenix has. And I'm replacing 
our two rotational pieces with um, one, two, three, four players, four role players. Keldon Johnson is a player that I, I see taking um, another leap in the coming years. Um, and I get us some um, projects to work on moving forward. Now, I don't know. This is, like I said, this has got, it's got Doug McDermott and his three-point shooting. Devontae Graham, another three-point shooter. We've got um, we've got a, a role-playing big in Ken Birch. Um, but, yeah, look, I um, I just see there's a lot of shooting around our two-man combo of Durant and um, um, Booker. So, basically, spread the floor, give these guys room to operate at the elbow, and um, let them fucking cook, <laughs> pretty much. And let's let's uh, let's get a couple of projects in the next couple of years and get some some of that draft capital back. Now, sorry, Gavin. Yes, I go think, for it, mate. I think that San Antonio would love, and I read a report that they're actually chasing um, a big man centre to take some of that pressure off of Wemby in his first couple of years. And I've also I've also read that um, um, well, uh, Pop and and Chris Paul. Look, this this gets this gets Pop in contention whilst getting one of the best prospects ever known in the NBA. So he's in a rebuild, and he's he's all of a sudden he's contending, I believe, in this trade. So there's a, there's a lot there to be had. It sends Pop out into retirement, actually having some fun, and it um and it gets us a. Uh, you know, some 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 draft capital and a lot of shooting. Still no uh, Lamelo though. Um. Okay. And what I will say is that actually gets us under the cap, and it gets us that MLE that we could use on Brook Lopez. So I see that um, consequently um, subsequently happening. Yeah, the end game. I like it. <laughs> I've got other moves. Um, no, it's good. Okay. Well, the good thing is that we did this. We did this deliberately, and and I get it, guys. Not everyone will think these are great trades, and they're probably not. We just wanted to have a bit of fun with trade machine for this little segment. So, don't be too hard on Boyd. You can be very hard on Hamo though, because that was out there. <laughs> I'm already hard. <laughs> uh, here is my hypothetical trade: Chris Paul and two second rounders to the Grizzlies for Stephen Adams, Luke Kennard, and Santi Aldama. Um, we will, this, this trade will obviously, uh, what I wanted to do with this was we'd also trade Aiton, somebody else, somewhere else, uh, bring in Stephen Adams, bring in Luke Kennard, who can shoot the ball a bit but can't defend for shit, and bring in a four so that um, Santi can come in off the bench provide some support to the our bench unit and a bit a little bit of length as well. Um, the Grizzlies can do one or two things. They can continue to make a bit of cap space for themselves um, moving into the future because with the youth that they have there, they're going to have a lot of um, money in contracts that, uh, that are coming up. So they will need to eventually clear some additional cap space. Um, and they can either waive Chris Paul for that cap space or use Chris Paul as a um, 
use Chris Paul as a mentor for Ja Morant so that he can get the fuck out of strip clubs and cars and carry guns and have somebody to talk to about how to be a professional point guard in the NBA. What are your thoughts, Boyd? Yeah, I like it. I don't think Memphis do it, ultimately. No, I don't either. If if um, one of those could be a first-rounder, maybe. Yeah. Um, I just Look, I just haven't heard anything about how they're going to treat this jar suspension. I don't know if they're going to – the NBB – the NBPA is going to fight it for him. They've put a statement out. I don't. They've certainly 20... indicated they're going to. Yeah, yeah. So the twenty-five games. But nothing. I don't think the Grizzlies are thinking about um, um, supplementing that 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 point guard role right now. I think they're they're trying to work out what's actually happening with this suspension for Jar. I don't know. Um, but yeah, look, I'd do it. I'd do it. I'm just reading Darth Boyd. It just says. This trade sends the Suns into rebuild, and I think he's talking about my trade. And he does. That, he was go, ta- he was talking about your trade. You can go fuck yourself, mate. Just just go somewhere and make love to yourself, John. So Chris has just jumped in. Chris, if we'll, we'll recap it for you quickly, I don't want Bill. The other two are okay with it. Um, Coda Kid, who the hell is Aldama? Go and watch some Grizzlies games. He's a pretty solid four piece. Um, he. He's the one dancing up the hallway like this. No, that's Dylan Fuckway face. Um, actually, so, Dan, yeah, you didn't actually um, 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 conclusively tell us if you wanted Bill. I don't I think any of it's really. I said I don't. I think we want just it. spoke around. We just spoke around. You know what it looked like. We didn't really give it our full fucking. Um, you know, not of approval. I, I said I don't want him. I said, I don't want this deal. It's the same. For me, it's the, the injury thing and the contract thing ties our hands and takes away the opportunity for depth, unless we can get some depth elsewhere with the Aiton trade. So, okay. I didn't but, hear it. But, as, you know, then we threw up some different ideas. If you bring Beal in and you trade Aiton to go and stay, well, who knows? You know, then all of a sudden uh, you've got Draymond and Beal. That's nice, but... You're still lacking pieces and you're still lacking any flexibility in the salary cap. And that's what I think we should be trying to avoid. I'd rather those mid-range pieces similar to what Denver did um, and bring in some of that. That's personally myself uh, where where I sit at the moment. Um, Anyone that's got questions for questions without notice, throw them in the chat now. We uh, We can throw them up. You can ask us anything as... We roll into questions without notice, gents. From Twitter, at Exit the Warrior, who can bench press the most and how much can you bench press? Boy, how much can you bench press? What, out of us? Yeah. Oh, I can bench press the most out of us. Yeah, can you? What, what can you bench press? Um, so I do. I generally do um, uh, reps of 12. Um, and when I'm in a period where I've been, uh, I work my way up from, I start at 50. Fucking hell, this is taking a hell of a long time well, just well, to look, fucking look, tell us how look, much if, you can bench press. If I was turning around and jumping on How the, much that, can that, you that bench press? press? What's, your, what's the biggest you can amount you can bench press? I've been just up once. to, I've been up to, no, I don't do, I don't do the, um, I don't do that test. I do the, uh, the, the multiple reps, but I've been, okay, so I've been up to, what's, what's I've been life? up to, I've been up to uh, 100 and, 120 on the um, on the free weight 
bench. Uh, that, that's that's cute. Um, am I? How I don't go to the press? fucking gym, man. Do I look like I go to the fucking gym? I ain't bench press shit in 15, 20 fucking years. I don't fucking know. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm good question, but I'm, fuck, really? I'm with Hamo. Fuck bench pressing. Fuck um, going to the gym. If I, I just, if I want, I'll just fucking pick Boyd up over my head and throw him somewhere. Um, at Exit the Warrior, has anyone been to New Caledonia? No, 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 nah, me neither. Um, at Luke Godfrey, what what's your favourite and what is the worst tip off time? Our time as international fans. So thinking about uh, thinking about the games and when they're played over here, what is the ultimate or the optimal time and what is the worst time? Hamay? Well, uh, for what I do for work, I'd, I'd much rather have an afternoon game. Uh, so, you know, your, your later ones over here are your, what, 12.30s, 1.32 p.m.? Um Unless it's a weekend, obviously, then you get up when you got to get up. But it's it's pretty hard to drive a truck and watch a game ball at the same time. So yeah, I'll um, I'll stick with the afternoon ones. And what's your worst time? Any time that's not an afternoon. Boy, <laughs> um, anything that so like a twelve o'clock uh, start for us or a one o'clock start for us. Fucks with the school pickup time, and it fucks me because um, um I got to drive out and yeah watch it and the kids come in like in the last three minutes of the fourth quarter they ju- they're jumping in the car and they're like ah oh, fucking this happened today at school and this fucking happened and uh, I'm just like shut the fuck up <laughs> books cooking and you're about to be grounded cunt <laughs> so so that's um. I don't like it when it's that. So earlier the better, as long as it doesn't get the uh, morning drop off. Um, but yeah, the five a.m. the five a.m. starts work well for me. And um, oh, but yeah, it's a damn good Any- question, man. I really like this question. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so, yeah. a uh, I'm a I'm an eleven a, a ten to eleven a.m. Yeah, type. They're good as well. Start. They're good as well. Um, they're they're the per- sort of the perfect ones if I can manufacture working from home around that. Um, Get, get those sorts of things, especially on the weekend. If you can get a game at about 11 o'clock on the weekend, weekend by, one o- by one o'clock, because it's sort of two, two and a half hour game, by one o'clock you can be on the beers watching the end of the game. Um, basically, the worst time is any of those early start East Coast for me, 3 a.m., 5 a.m. type starts over here. Um, and they're generally on the East Coast road trips. So they're the, they're the worst times. Um Luke Godfrey again. What is the favorite? What is your favorite piece of Suns merchandise that you own? Boyd, you can go first on this one. Um, Suns merchandise. I have fuck all. It's probably, um, it's probably uh, my new jersey that Gav got me. The uh, <laughs> Starburst. I couldn't Some. get that one. I've got the I got the blue and I got the purple, but I couldn't get the um um the starburst, the sunburst, um which you which which you got for me. That was awesome. Also, I've got that um flex fit cap, the new one from um, Mitchell and Ness, the the bloody one size fits all thing. Um, 
which is fucking fully sick. It's uh, full orange and looks really cool. But it's too small for my fucking head. So I've got to stretch it somehow. But anyway, um, yeah. How about? I've got many favourite pieces. Uh, I've got two custom jerseys with my name and my number on them. One of them is just the black PHX, and then I've got the blue um, native one that we had last season. I've got the full series of the Suns um, Funko Pops. So I've got two bookers, a Paul and a, and a Gorilla. Um, but um, my partner, Joanna, actually got me this really, really nice cap that I've worn once or twice on the pods. It's like one of 500 made from Culture Kings. And, uh, yeah, that's it sits in a box in the room. It only comes out when we win big games. So, yeah. Um, but another damn good question, man. I like this shit. This is good. For me, my favourite piece of Suns merch right now is this jumper I'm wearing because it's fucking cold in Melbourne. That so is fire too, is, man. Uh, yeah, I love this jumper. It's it's pretty cool. So thank you. Uh, I, I got this from one of the boys off the uh, Aussie Suns fans page when he bought it. And it was no good for him. He sold it on, sold it to me, which was great. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna cross over into memorabilia as well. So my favourite piece of Suns stuff that I have is actually my Charles Barkley signed basketball. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty fucking pleased with that. Beautiful. Damn and good no boys, you, no boys, you can't have it. It's mine. I steal it. Damn it. Um, Alloy Godfrey, one more question. I have no idea what this is, so hopefully one of you do. I don't know whether this is an actual thing or whether he's asking us whether we've seen one. But have you seen Koala Man? Now, yeah, Koala I don't Man, know. Koala Man's a show on Koala Netflix. Yeah, right. Koala Man's a show on Netflix. It's a cartoon. It's actually based in the town where I grew up, uh, nice. which is okay. Dapto which is um, really fucked because it's a shithole. Um, but, yeah, I have seen Koala Man. It's pretty There fun. you go. <laughs> I clearly have not seen Koala Man. Um, I have seen a koala, but not Koala Man. What about you, He gets really upset with the garbage and stuff in the town, man. It's fucking hilarious. I, um, I've never heard of Koala Man, but I've run over a koala once. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> It was cool, wasn't it? It was kind of scary, man. The car jumped. It was an old, um, it was an old EA Falcon. <laughs> did you um? Did you did you barbecue? Did you barbecue it up? Because we know roadkill. That's it's it's a delicacy over here. It was a hit and run, man. I got the fuck out of there. I felt only bad. Country, only country that kills and eats their native animals, Australia. <laughs> I hit a um I hit a kookaburra once where it flew down straight in front of my car and when I stopped after I'd hit it when I stopped and got to where I was going its head was still stuck in the grill of the car. Fuck! <laughs> I kid sitting there in the grill of the car, which was fun. Um, I are, are we watching Tim Zoo tonight? No. I'm um, also, no, I don't give a flying oh, fuck about boxing. Could not uh, he's, yeah, he's a I'm, fucking talent, dude. He's a talent. He's not quite as good as his old man yet, <laughs> but he's a fucking talent. And um, but no, I don't, I don't watch that stuff. I'm planning on watching it if um if my partner permits. But um, yeah, I've got to try and get that leave pass to head down to my local RSL. 
and uh, catch that one. But yeah, big, big Sue fan, big Sue fan. It's um for me. I'll just do what I normally do, and that is watch the highlights and see whether he won. I'll be about it. Not sitting there. What's watching. it like hitting a wombat? It's pretty uh, hectic, actually. Them motherfuckers are built solid. Yeah, they can run an average well, of forty-five said, kilometers an hour. Was Fucking it hell. um was it like hitting a wombat? So Boyd, was it like running over a wombat? I'd say a wombat probably caused more damage than a koala. Yeah, look, yeah. The koala, um, yeah, got sucked under. The wombat would probably um, smash up. It's, the like hitting, it's, it's like hitting a log when you hit a wombat. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that'll Fucking that'll fix you up. I've also I've also hit an emu too. Um, no, driving past driving past the emu fan, farm out out this way and. Out she came running onto the road and destroyed my car, put my radiator back through the front windscreen. And when I went back to get my car an hour later, the emu was gone. So I've got a feeling I might have knocked the fucker out, but it got up and ran away. So anyway. <laughs> I hit a cow once. <laughs> oh, this, this is the best segment ever. I'm loving this shit. All right, gents. I would kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer. So, Homer, please feel free to tell us anything. Who do you want to have a beer with this week, boy? <coughs> I want to do my flog first because it's related to my no. beer. No, no, We do beer first, we do flog second. That's the way it works. All right. Um, well, fuck. Um, come back to me after Hammer then. I just won't be able to do oh it. All right. Who do you want to have a beer with, Hamo? All right. Um, Adam Silver. I'm pretty sure I've had a beer with him before. Um, but just everything that he's had to go through since taking over from David Stern, you know, through COVID, the bubble, um, everything that's gone on, even leading up to the Jar Morant stuff. Um, yeah, he just – he's had to, had to deal with a lot of um, – never before seen territory kind of thing and i do appreciate what he does man so i'd, I'd love to have a beer with him plus i think he looks like an alien so i want to find out for years i got a feeling um i got a feeling that uh good old adam silver doesn't drink beer um boyd who do you want to have a beer with well i like um geo d3 and it's mike malone he'd be a good one to have a beer with at the moment but <clears throat> I'll have a beer with uh, CP3, and I haven't had a beer with him before. I probably could have on many weeks, but um, just for that insight on um, on on where he wants to be and um, how them discussions are going. Very nice, Lane. Um, if you ask me, Mike Mines yeah. is way funner. Than I was going. I was going to say that it was very underwhelming. To be honest, but oh, thanks, mate. Uh, you know, good luck to you. I guess maybe. Um, I want to have a beer with Brian Windhorst. Wendy is fast becoming one of the great newsbreakers. He probably already was. I just didn't notice as much. But I, I honestly, I'm starting to take Wendy's word before I take Shams or Woj at the moment. <laughs> Um, Wendy's coming up with some great shit, and he's he did say Phoenix was interested in Zion, though. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't hear that one, but um, of course, we'd be interested. He's the power forward that we need. Um, 
we just can't trade for him. The no, I, I I love the podcast. I love um, love the information he puts out there. He's he's pretty straight with it. Um, I'm really enjoying his work. So I'd love to have a beer with Wendy. I like Wendy. Um, Wendy's good. Time for the flag of the week, and trust me, they are ugly, very unattractive. Google their face when you're done here. All right, Boyd, who's your flog of the week? Do you want me to put it up? Put it up. Boyd's a flog of the week, and you can explain it. Wait on. No, actually, we'll go to Hamo. You go first. Ah, uh, man. It's got to be me, me good old mate, Ben Simmons. Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't responded to the boomers about coming and playing for them. I you just thought he didn't get slowly selected. slowly and slowly getting fucking worse, cunt. Right? Everyone knows how I feel about you. You have an opportunity to come and play for your country and you haven't even responded. You're a fuckwit. I just thought he didn't get selected. Yeah, he hasn't been selected. He got the opportunity to come and try out, and he hasn't responded. Right. And I know Boyd is very upset because this is one of my go-tos, but this cunt tries and tries and tries so hard to be a fuckwit, and he succeeded. Fuck you, Ben Simmons. You have no penis and you're a flop. <clears throat> Facts. Boyd, who's your flog of the week? I'm going to... Um, Macau Bridges, our fucking golden child, Macau. What's he doing, man? What's he doing? Look at that. Is that the same Miles Bridges that just flogged the fuck out of his missus and nearly went to jail? It is. Fucking rears his head up. Rears his head up and Macau's, you know... Fucking bantering with him, like fuck. There's there's a, there's a certain there's a certain type type of um, um, you know shitty things that people do where you just brush them, and that's one of them. The cunt does that. I don't care how many games you played with each other as kids or whatever or whatever or whatnot, but you do that shit and you fucking wipe them. Fuck me, man. He's just a fucking. He's a he's a piece of work, and it and it. I I hate. I still love Macau, but I fucking hate that he's fucking with him, eh? Oh, man, it's disgusting. Anyway, you're a flog, Bridges. Flog. <laughs> My flog of the week may be obvious, but he I just could not let it go. Carl Anthony Towns said that it was more special what they did in Minnesota by winning a playing game than the Nuggets winning a championship on the Patrick Beverly podcast. He also, on that same podcast, and I've I've included the Draymond Green response because I really like Draymond's response here. When my time is up and I retire, there's going to be people who are going to say that I changed the game. Uh, and Draymond, hey, Pat Bev, when people come on your show, they change the game. I'm looking forward to it, man. Carl Anthony Towns. It's marijuana legal in Minnesota. It must be. Concentrate on fucking making the playoffs and winning a playoff series before you think you could change the game or before you believe that a fucking play-in run 
where you celebrated like you did win a title was more special than winning a fucking title. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's right. But the Nuggets oh. took four years. to they, they built it over four years where you guys only did it in one. Come on, guys. He's he's a fucking muppet, dude. He he has dropped so many credibility points in my eyes in the last week. <laughs> um, Coda Kids flog is Saul Bookman and Eddie Johnson. Coda, why are Saul and uh, Eddie your flog? I didn't check out their show this week. I must admit, Saul so, doesn't know who Fallen Founder is. So, well, that's, that's yeah, that, that's step. unacceptable behaviour. Mm. Um, boys, last comments. Boyd, where can we find you? Last comments, all that sort of fun stuff. Mate, you can find me today at our home ground um, watching my boy play footy, which I'm about to get ready and go to. Um, or on the you Twitter. You mean Footy. Or on the Twitter at Buds83. And um, also, we have named this draft copy and we didn't get a chance to talk about all the draft picks. So that's fucking yeah, no. a big blunder there, uh, Gavin. Well, well don't you, because you said don't talk about the draft. I fucking did not. Yes, you did. Uh, Hamo. You can find me at Sir Hamo on Twitter, um, Aussie Suns fans page on Facebook. Um, if you're a member of that group and you want to be involved in our, our group chat, just let us know. We'll, um, we'll get you involved in that. Uh, other than that, I uh, just want to give a shout-out to our brother, Dane. Um, we got you, bro. We got you, mate. So, chin up. We'll take care of business. Did you just say, let us know, or let it snow? Let us know. <laughs> You're on mute, Hamo. I don't have kids, so I don't watch that shit. <laughs> I've watched it twice in the last two, uh, two days. Yeah, that's that's fucked up, bro. That's, that's uh, so bad. Follow, like, subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Aussie Suns fans. Um, yeah, like Hamo said, we've got the page on Facebook. We've got all, everything going. Thank you to everyone who joined us live today. Um, really appreciate it. We had a bit of fun on a Sunday morning, which was great. Um, now I got to go and do shit around the house because it's Sunday. <laughs> Fucking horrible. But uh, just remember, we're not here to fuck spiders. Uh -uh. As Chris Paul gets in, another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first to Booker for the long range. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing.